boy. Damn it! But I, you know, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, we losing every single day. It's frustrating. Rooting for this teamy medication. Started at the top, now we the basement. Realizing we suck, I need to face it. I think we suck. All these freaking L's, I think I taste it. Right now we the opposite of amazing. I say just let Cespedes go on vacation. This whole damn roster needs some recreation. Mets fans like a doctor got so much patience. So hard to take it. Probably because this whole universe is against me. What's up? How's it going? Can anyone hear me? All right, guys. Welcome to Orange and Blue Thing. I can't talk with this thing on my head. Um, we're out here on Long Island, the Seven Line headquarters. We got special guest host Jim Brewer in the house. What's up, Jim? Feeling good. Feeling good. <laughs> can you talk in that thing? I can't talk in it. There we go. I'm right there. So Darren. what's up with the paper bag? Well, this is where we're at as Met fans. <laughs> it's I. I feel like um, a, a scarlet letter. I don't. I'm embarrassed. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm embarrassed to walk around with my Met hats. I don't like the looks I get. I get looked at like I'm a five year old with a cigarette in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't like the snickering. Yeah, the Mets hats are definitely few and far between these days. Obviously, the Mets aren't playing too hot. They haven't been for basically the, the whole season except for that first Darren, twelve games. How old are you? I am thirty. I'm going to be thirty eight in November. Okay, I just turned fifty one, and I and I want everyone to know. This right now is by far the most horrifying Met situation I've ever witnessed in my entire lifespan as a Met fan. And oh, I've seen some bad ones. And if there's any older people out there, if there's anyone older out there, we're talking, we're talking uh, uh, Bruce Beauclair. We're talking Craig Swan, the Great Depression of the late <laughs> 70s and early 80s. This is by far one of the it, I think it may be in my time the worst draft just this is the worst. You know, I was watching your clip uh, from your comparison Mets fans, Yankee fans. I think maybe it was from the Paramount. I don't know where it was, it was. but it you was. did it, it was on Facebook if you guys want to check it out, but the every night for Astros fans, Yankees fans, Red Sox fans, they they're loving life. I was thinking about the last time I was extremely joyful about the team for an extended period of time. It was two months in 2015. Two months. Because you get stretches. You get some good hot stretches, cold stretches, whatever. Last year was disappointment, obviously. 16 yeah. was the wild card game, wild card year. Uh, injuries left and right. Yeah. Gaselman and Lugo got us to the finish line, got us to the, to the wild card game. But two months in April. And, and two months in 2015, I'm sorry. I'm going to say that. August, September. The first two weeks of this season. I'm not going to lie to you. I was pretty convinced we're going to the... I went on MLB. I went on MLB. Uh-huh. And when I was sitting there like, what do you see? I went, well, the way we look, I'm going to say we are... Um, I'm going to say we're first, the Braves are second, the Nationals third. And they're like, whoa, 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 <laughs> Braves. I went, Freddie Freeman, this is going to be his year. Whoa, 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 whoa. And the guy across me, I don't know, whatever, I don't know his name. He goes, the Mets are coming maybe fourth place yeah. if they're lucky. Yeah. And I went, I wanted to strangle him 
and I wanted to call him stupid on live television. <laughs> yeah. And now I realize I'm stupid. Well, you know what? I, I had an egg on my face moment as well. Uh, I'll talk about it in a second. But this weekend, the Mets are down in Miami. They're playing three games against the Marlins. And guess what? The Marlins basically got rid of everybody, including the mascot. But they're tied for the same amount of wins right now. And after this weekend, Mike Puma made a, a little joke today on Twitter. He said, there's no basements in Florida. But by the end of this weekend, the Mets might be in the basement in the National League East. Well, Darren, so I want to say was, here are the Marlins. They got rid of everybody on the team that can play. They got rid of all their stars. And we still suck harder yeah. <laughs> than they do. We talked about it before we went live. It's inexcusable that now I think the bullpen, because they showed a graphic last night, I think the bullpen was responsible for 20 losses this yeah. year for the Mets. If they only won half of those, we'd be two games out of first place. It's unbelievable. You know when it started? I, I had a feeling, and Mickey said something. It was that Nationals game. I think we were up by maybe six runs. We were about to sweep them or something. Uh-uh. And they just crushed the last two innings. And that was, and Mickey was like, you know, if anyone thinks it's the beginning of a spiral, I mean, don't even think that way. It's one game. That was the beginning of the spiral right there. And then Atlanta, we got, we lost almost every game winning by the eighth inning. Listen, we know we suck, we know we're going to suck. Now what? Now what do we do as fans? We got to have fun. We got to, what are we doing? I don't know. And, you know, we're wearing the, you know, as a, as a joke, but I think you actually want to do this. No, I want to do this. <laughs> I wanna, I, me and my friends, we want to go to get. I have two ideas. One is the very first game, opening day. And first of all, Darren, thanks for having me here today. No problem. Um, the first game. Thanks for coming. Driving all the way out here from New Jersey. That's a hike. It was fun. Great traffic. <laughs> Listen, if, you've, if, you, if you feel good about yourself... Just spend some time on the LIE or the Cross <laughs> Island. Yes. There's nothing more enjoyable between <laughs> 3 and 6 in the evening on Long Island traffic. It makes you feel so good about where you exist as a human. It's true. Um, the first game, me and my two friends, we wanted to... I, I had this concept like Mystery Science Theater. You watch the game and you comment the way you want to watch the game. You're the booth. You're the booth. You go as far and wide as you want. You 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 complain. You bitch and moan about whoever went over because no one can say, "Hey, you can't do that." Yeah, for for the seven line in us. Let me just double check that this. It says live video interrupted. That's what my. Uh... Um. Oh, we're back on. We're back on. We're back. We're back on, we're back on we're Facebook. Back. Uh, buffering. Just double check that we're still that we didn't get lost because that would be no, bad. What? It might be. Could be the storm. The storm. Let's double check on Facebook before we start talking again. Facebook, we're. Huh? With all this commotion of us bullshitting for a second? All right, so I guess as we were, either way, it's recording. So, um, what's your idea? Okay, here's my idea. I can go Facebook. Can I go Facebook Live? Sure. Um, hey, how about you guys? Cheers. Why don't we. I have an idea where I always wanted to do... The Mystery lo- Science Theater. Well, besides even that. Okay. What about we have fun events like um, you, we, watch, we watch the Met game or, and we watch the worst games of the season <laughs> and we have things like the chair toss how, or 
or like a remote and how many times it takes <laughs> to break the remote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in the Olympics, the frustrated fan Olympics. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how far and why we get like I, I just maybe it's a bar stool and it's like oh and here it comes familiar <laughs> and the Mets are up by three nothing by Wilma Flores and we all know what's gonna happen right, right, right. but as we're watching the replay it was all right here comes Darren oh he tosses his stool <laughs> that's a seventeen footer toss that's an angry Met fan that's a well I give him a seven point five or velocity and well that would be something to look forward to because like right now it's it's the kind of thing where it's like. You watch the. I wrote this on Monday, like a, a masochist, and someone were like, "Oh, it's a mezzochist, whatever." You you get blown out, you get swept by the Dodgers last weekend. Monday, you're still like, "What time is the game?" Like seven o'clock. Like you still sign up to to continue to watch this team every day when you know what's going to happen. Like last night, uh, Wheeler pitched great, comes out, goes to the bullpen, doesn't last get the victory, and then sucked. they then they lost. And it's like, well, were you really shocked by that outcome last night? I wasn't. I, no. I wasn't, but the, this is what they do. You go, oh, wow, that was Wilma. Two in a row. It's going to be two in a row. That's fantastic. And yeah. then and you just, the minute starts. Well, I was run on first and nobody out. Oh, God. <laughs> well, bases loaded last night. And you know what? It, it, uh, Figgy took Mickey to, ca- to task afterwards on the yeah, post game. I saw that. And I like that because he's, a, he's, a, he's an ex-player. He knows. And, you know. Mickey doesn't have that much experience under his belt, let's be honest. Only a couple months here in, in the bigs for him as far as a manager is concerned. But last night, Familia didn't have it. Two nights in a row they threw him out there. First guy gets on. Second guy gets on. They did a little mound visit. Next guy gets on. Three Bases loaded, no outs. And they bring in Swarzak. If you watch the replay, Mickey didn't like lollygag out to, out to uh, the pitcher's mound to decide, are we going to go to the pen? He sprinted, jumped over the line. Out to the pen. I'm like, are you kidding me? Drag your ass. Let this guy warm up a little bit. Right. Swarzak threw like three pitches, and he's in the game. Like Figgy said, like a minute and a half after he threw like his first warm pitch, he was on the mound. That's inexcusable. You know what? Accountability, right? Didn't he talk about that? Accountability. He's on, he was on our show in January, and he said, we're going to hold guys accountable. You got to hold yourself accountable, too, in some situations, especially times like last night. Unex- I, inexcusable. I highly agree, and I hate saying this. I like Mickey. I met him. I was all hopped up in spring training. I don't think he's the manager for... I don't think he's a manager. Not for just this team. He's not a manager, period. I want him as our pitching coach because I will say Mats and Wheeler, I think they've become pitchers... Looking like different guys this year, you know? Because Because of Callaway. Right. But sitting there thinking what to do... Uh, an inning ahead, and maybe I should, you know, if we if we do this, that'll force him to want to pinch hit for his pitcher, right, right, and right. then we get his ace out to get. He's nowhere to be seen there. Yeah, and I, you know, this was this is my low point. My low point, and there was a lot of low points, <laughs> but this is my low point as the Mets as an entire organization. When. I don't, Dominic Smith bothers me. He looks like he's high all the time. His mouth is like always you? open. <laughs> I look high, yes. He, I should say, I think he's high all the time. He's, his Better. mouth, he, he just, uh, <laughs> uh, and it, when, a, when an entire field Moves to the the whole field moves to one section, whether there's someone on base or not, isn't it just common sense to just 
Stick your back. He doesn't know how. That's what Mickey said. He's never when, bunted. When, how is that possible? How is that possible? He never bunted in the professional level. It, Unbelievable. He's never uh, bunted in a <laughs> in a professional. But we learned a lot. We learning. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think now as we move forward, it's a learning experience. We're going to play better tomorrow because it's a night. And you know what? I have to say. Do you listen to any of the sports radio stuff? I, I try not to, but I, I do on the way to, here. But we know? do. Okay. Now, s- when DeGrom pitched his last game, I swear on my life this is true. I swear on my kids this is true. I'm watching the game, and I had a full-blown argument with the umpire as if I was Mickey Calloway. DeGrom was getting squeezed that game. And the way when he got squeaked, Kershaw. Oh, he actually chirped to the to the ump as well, which, which he which never DeGrom does. Never does that. Yeah. But Kershaw was getting pitches, an inch or two off the plate, an inch or two low. It's like the LeBron treatment, you know. That's the call, you know. A hundred percent. Where Degrom would have two strikes in that big inning where he gave up the double and the two runs, he struck that guy out. He struck him out. He struck at least two people, and he got pinched. And then, of course, the next pitch, the guy drills in the right. And that's when DeGrom was pitched. But I felt, as a manager, if I was the manager, uh-huh. I would have got myself thrown out of the game. And Because what's the worst point? We lose all the time. I, if my pitcher, I'm telling you, Darren, my wife thought I was a lunatic. <laughs> I, I would have been out there going, you, you give that guy Everything, every you, my guy's an ace. I want you to look at the videotape tonight. I want your mother to look at the videotape. I want your best friends to look at the videotape to realize what a jackass and what you're doing to my guy. <laughs> I want he should have. I felt that was the moment Mickey should have came out, he should have barked at the umpire. You don't take like the Terry Collins video. You saw that from uh, oh, it was the best thing I've ever seen in my life. I want to say, and 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 then wouldn't you know it, I think it was this Monday, and I was still steamed up about it. Uh-huh. Freaking uh, Mike, uh, the, I still can't say his last name. Francesca Francesca. Or whatever. First thing he says out of his mouth. Uh, I'm watching a match and uh, he's, he's squeezing the grub. He's squeezing him. I would have I got myself thrown out. I swear my kids' lives, yeah, yeah. I felt normal. And that made me. I went. You know what? This guy is now. Nah, I like that. I, I used to. A I, I, I used for to, a long time. I couldn't stand Francesa. And then him. for whatever reason, I just grown to like him. You know and the, why? the whole the whole coming back it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But me whatever. Too. Me too. But as a Met fan, when I listen to him, it's the only time I get that. Bru- you know what it is? I feel like a kid when I listen to Mike. As a as a uh, as as a Met fan, I don't like what he says sometimes. Right, right, right. But he's brutally honest. Yeah. It's like the kid where. I went out and I got high. Yeah. And I hang out with that one friend is really naughty, but I think my parents don't know it. And Mike is that friend. Like, First of all, every time you hang out with them, they're morons. They don't know what they're doing. And he, that's the way he is with me. I listen when I want the truth about my Mets team. Yeah. And yeah I don't yeah. want to hogwash. He always says the right thing, man. Absolutely. Let's go to the line. We got uh, Jay from Brooklyn. What's up, Jay? Jay, what's up, Jay? Hey, how's it going, guys? We're going all right. How you doing? Hey, um, I'm at the Mets game last night, right? And and um, Mickey, who was who was supposed to be on this pitching god, right? He he had a short hook on with um, what what's his face? Robert um, what? 
Who's he talking about? I don't have no idea. Sorry, I just got on my Amber Alert. Right? And then he leaves Familia in when the whole ballpark saw that, that, that he couldn't get a fly out. If the Mets were the Yankees, there would be outrage outside Yankee Stadium demanding for Aaron Boone to be fired. <laughs> the Mets fans are in with this crap. <laughs> All right, Jay, thanks for the call. Jay, I want you to go into your kitchen, go under your mom's sink, because I'm assuming you're at mom's house. And I want you to get a paper bag and cut out exactly some holes around the mouth and the, and the eyes, and you'll feel a lot better and walk around and say, I love the Mets. I want it painted on your bag say, I love the Mets. <laughs> and you'll feel so much better. All right, Jay. Jay. Now, Jay would be huge part of my idea for the Mets Frustration Festival. Well, you know what's crazy? Not crazy, but how many people say, I'm going to pick it. I'm going to write a letter. Like the angry people say, they're always going to write a letter. Yeah. The amount of people that say they're going to do, not you know, people wear these to the games, but yeah. I'm going to make a sign, and I'm going to boycott, I'm going to stand outside the ballpark, and I'm going to plant my flag down and say I'm not going to It never happens. No. Never happens. And you know what, what I said earlier about egg on my face? After the 11-1 start, mm-hmm. I did write on Twitter, the boycotters in December, I'm never going to a game today, because after 11-1. Uh, today, egg on their face. And I was wrong, because guess what? All the people back then were saying, this team's going to suck. They were right. I was wrong. I, I, I was too blinded by the early uh, excitement of them going 11-1. and one. And, and, you know, I did listen to um, Francesca today when I was heading over to pick up some brewskis for the show. And he said, you know, that 11-1 start, they got a lot of lucky breaks. The, the ball bounced their way, and, you know, they probably weren't as good as they were as they obviously they weren't as good as as they as the team was after that eleven and one because guys got hurt and whatever. But it's it, it, it's I, I, tough. It, it, baseball is so streaky. Players are so streaky that you can never take a seven game or eleven game uh, sample and be this is what the team is because clearly they're not. But that's what we are, right? As Met fans, yeah. And you know what? If you would have told me that Jay Bruce couldn't hit a beach ball, yeah, a <laughs> Beach ball. If you told me that Cespedes was going to be out the whole season again for some unknown reason, and I'm starting to, I'm not shocked catch by him it too. Though, you know, I'm not shocked. I really hope he's hurt. There, I hate saying this. I don't believe he is. What do you think is going on? I just think he's like, well, I don't know. I ain't playing with this. Well, he did. Did you hear what he and- said to, when he when he came back? I think he played in Trenton or wherever he played for. Uh, yeah. Uh, he was playing for the uh, Binghamton team, and the reporter said to him, "Like, what are you thinking about for next week when you if you come back to the match?" He's like, "Well, I'm not doing it by myself. Something along those lines, where it's like it, it's there's no I in team, and everyone's got to contribute. I can't save this team by myself." And you know, I don't I don't think he's faking an injury, but you know it, what he said kind of rubbed people the wrong way, meaning like, "Well, what what's the difference of if I'm you know I can't put the team on my back?" But uh, you know, it didn't rub me the wrong way. He was just being honest, and it, it's true. Like, if you can't have one guy, he is a difference maker. He's in a lineup the Mets usually win, but he can't be the only one producing. Correct, Jay Bruce disaster. Yeah, all these guys aren't going to be on the team in, in a week, in, in a month. You know, like they're ho- they're going to blow this you, team up. All I hope is this is my hope, and I'm tired of saying get rid of Degrom and Syndergaard. I hope somehow they figure out a way to dump every single free agent. That was signed this year. I don't see why they why they're well. You know what it is. Well, yeah, signed Dump this year. Dump them for a bag of Doritos. Just here. What do you? We'll babysit your kids for the next <laughs> year and a half. What do you, you want us to clean your cars? What do you? 
Tell us what you want besides a player. What do you, what, <laughs> you want? You want parking spot? Tell me what you want. Just take them. Take Jay Bruce. Take Cespedes. I'm ready for Cespedes. It's tough to get. These guys have no value right now. They got to come back and to, prove they're healthy. The whole to, thing with with uh, Syndergaard right now. Who's going to really pick him up? Uh, Frances, another quote from today. I said I wasn't listening, but I was. Yeah. He said, right now, he's worth 60 cents on the dollar. You know, unless he comes back and is dominant and, you know, he has a stretch of a month or so, uh, that's it. You know, like, he's not really worth as much as DeGrom. DeGrom, back the truck up with every prospect from your team if you want DeGrom. Otherwise, he's off the table. I got a bigger question for you. This is the ugly question, which nobody talks about. Uh-huh. Do you think, because I'll give you my theory, do you think steroids are alive and well in baseball. Uh, guys are definitely taking something. I don't think it's steroids. I These think guys are getting pinched left and right. Who was the guy that... Uh, what, um, yeah, Cano. Yeah. I think... This is, my th- uh, this is my conspiracy theory. I have a conspiracy theory. Um, PEDs are huge in baseball again. They're huge. They're trying... They're, 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 if you look at the numbers, it's no different than when... The st- when the when uh, era was huge, but now again they're saying, "Oh, it's the ball, it's the parks, it's the whatever, mm-hmm. it's the launch swing." Yeah, yeah, the angle, the launch angle. Steroids also, by the time you start hitting the thirties, whatever, and you're not using them right, lead to big injuries. Every amazing Met for me that's hurt. Is suspect when when Noah went on the he. I've been working out for three years. Mm-hmm. I just I just checked my fat muscle. Uh, How you doing? I Your did a lot. Yeah, body mass percentage. Yeah, your fatty mass percentage. Something okay, like now I work out maybe three four days a week. Three four days a week. I started off at twenty eight percent fat and uh-huh. a lot of fat going on there. Yesterday I measured. I'm down to nineteen. So I gained. 10% of muscle in almost three years. It is physically impossible to gain 10, 15, 25 pounds of muscle mass in a couple months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's impossible. Yeah. And what? And I don't know who's, you know, he's hanging out with Cespedes a lot. And what happens is the muscles get so big that they can't, the ligaments are now, they're getting torn. Mm-hmm. There's all these other things getting ripped. And I truly, and I hate to say Bruce and everyone else, I doubt it. It's not like the old days. People forget D. Gordon was pinched. The guy weighs a buck 20 right, right, wet. Right, right. But he, it helped him hit 300 and hit 12 homers. Right, right, right. And I I wonder if that's a major baseball contributor. in general. Such such a taxing sport on the body. They play so often. You know, they it's not as physical. I, I'm not saying they're not, they're not as tough as football and hockey guys. But right. you know, as as far as uh, stamina is concerned, they play a lot of games. Yeah. Uh, let's get to the lines again. We is that too much. We got no. Nah, if, if that's what you think, we got Brian in California. What's up, Brian? Hey guys, what's going on? We're just hanging out. What are you doing? Well, I'm. Uh... I'm a diehard Mets fan living out here in Sacramento, and I'm listening to you guys as I'm trying to pound out some emails on a Thursday afternoon. And I wanted to touch on Cespedes because I have a pretty strong opinion about um, in terms of how he plays the game. And, you know, I think you guys are hitting on something um, important because he is uh, he's a guy you want on your club if you're winning. Um, if you're winning, he is engaged. He'll go out there.
bats, and he'll drive in runs, and he'll, as you, you know, back in 2015, and even earlier this year when he was, he played hurt through April, but the team was winning, yeah. and he was out there playing. But when teams start losing, I think he becomes disengaged. And, um, I mean, we saw that last year, and I think that's exactly what we're seeing this year. So it's, you know, it's frustrating because it's a give and a take because you want him on your team when you're winning because he can produce and he can contribute. But when the team is losing, when you need him the most, he becomes disengaged and he doesn't doesn't feel like playing. Yeah, I can I can totally agree with that. Thanks thanks for the call, Brian. The you know you, it's tough to expect all of your guys to be Nimmo. You know, you're not going to get a you're not going to get 25 Nimmos or 40 Nimmos in September. You know, and you know, it's some guys can't handle losing the same way as as a Nimmo. Right. So, if you are going through stretches of of a horrible gameplay and you know, they're losing every day, you can't expect every guy to have a smile on their face and you know, in all aspects of life. Like let's say, you know, whatever, you have a job doing whatever. And if if you're going through a rough stre- stretch at work, you can't expect every guy in the office to be excited. Well, Something interesting, too, that might contribute to what that caller said. Growing up watching baseball, for me, the minute big money hit baseball, it ruined it a little bit. It ruined it a lot. You think you you can grind less, you mean? Less hustle, less... It's a a business, and it's not, you know... uh, As a fan, it's frustrating. As a player, I'd probably be just the way the players were. But now I understand why they say the game is changing. They're going younger. Because when you are younger, you're trying so much harder, like a Nimmo, because you're not getting paid. He's just, he's, he's just glorifying that he's playing baseball. Where What is the incentive for Cespedes, who's making $30 million a year, whether he plays or not? We were talking about that also, unrelated topic from baseball before we went live. The younger hustler who has something to work for has more grind in them. And, you know, like I was talking, we're talking about Trevor. We played the Trevor video prior to, to, you know, our show starting. A young grinder that's out there trying to, to make it happen is, is more enthused to succeed than the guy that's already got paid. Right. You know? That's just the way it is. Like a Francesa. So like Francesa is right. like, ah, I'm never going on Twitter. Next thing, he's got a Twitter account. He's back on the fan. So it's like he kind of had it a certain way for so many years where he's like getting that paycheck, was the, the Pope, of baseball, uh, Pope of sports radio, right. and he was gone. He couldn't handle it, and he came back. So right. it's, now everything's changing. Now he's on Twitter. Now he's making an app. Now he's doing all this stuff. So it's like once you get uh, content, I guess maybe the motivation goes away. So maybe I'm maybe this is a nice uh, therapy session we got. It really is. I'm telling you, it's uh, it's definitely a motivator. And you know, who knows what goes on in Bruce's head? I do think something's hurt with him. I, but well, his back's acting up. He's got plantar fasciitis, which I've been talking foot. about. Yeah, his, his heel, which I heard is pretty excruciating. Excruciating. Say well, it for me. Well, what, excruciating. excruciating. <laughs> but what happens is when you get one thing. I'm 51. I get hurt sleeping. <laughs> so what happens is your foot then you start leaning a certain way and now you're putting pressure on your knee and your hip and you this and that. That happened to me as well. I mean, uh, I, not as severe as the captain, but I got spinal stenosis as well. So then uh, the I started had sciatic pressure down my leg. I was walking like a weirdo for three days, and then all of a sudden my calf started acting up. I couldn't walk. Well, so you know, when you start favoring something, something else acts up. You know? And you're back. So I will say this about who the Mets sign. I know everyone's angry now. With the exception of, I do believe they should have gone and got a powerhouse pitcher. Powerhouse. Why not get Arietta? 
before the season started. Why not get a guy where now you're all of a sudden, oh, my God, DeGrom, this one, area. Your first three are set. Whatever. We can't ifs and all. Right. I can honestly say I was not angry. Well, I did want Moustakas. If you're going to go for it, go yeah, for it. We wanted, yeah. yeah, we were rooting for that. And I'm not against Todd Frazier, but Todd Frazier uh, is a B minus. Mustakis is an A plus plus. Right. You, he's young. You know he's going to. And that's, I don't know. I think this year exposed this team from, from the ownership all the way down. And I will tell you this. I play the fantasy camp, which I highly I keep trying to get you to do this. I know. Every year there's an issue. I talk though. about it. It really is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I try to do it. Then maybe this year. Maybe this year coming up. Seriously. Okay. Seriously. Well, <laughs> what I'm getting at is the guys in the fantasy in the fantasy camp play like I, like for instance, this year I, the coaching we get and the way we play, when a guy, they shifted me and I ended up hitting a grand slam because I saw the right fielder. <laughs> The left fielder was heading towards the – so I, I swung late, and I drilled a line drive to left field, went all the way to – well, my point is Dominic Smith can't do – I guess what I'm saying is when a guy like Dominic comes up or we heard shortstop Amadisario is the greatest uh, – not just Met, but one of the all-time uh, young players coming up, he's – no, he's not. So where does that happen? Clearly, from the top – there's something wrong with the entire organization. And you know what really bothers me? I always ask, and I, I don't want to speak for everyone. I won't say where this came from, but I hear a lot the ex-Met players are not treated well by the heads in the Met organization. We've heard that before. You know, we've heard... Uh, Hojo uh, and these guys, they're all... Strawberry, Strawberry had some strong words to say last year. And, you know, uh, Gooden, they, they they try, I think. You know, Gooden went down to uh, fantasy camp, I he think, was this there. year. So yep. I think they do, they do what they can for some guys, but I, I've heard that from some guys as well. No, the, 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 I've heard that the last three years, and I would say, well, what do you, what do you mean by that? And they would tell me, and I go, oh, all right. Oh, all right. I remember seeing a Roger McDowell, and I said, Roger, why aren't you Mets? He goes, I would love to be. And that's all he said. Oh. That's all he said. I would, I would love to be part of the organization. They, he wants a call. Yeah. Talk to the owners. Right, right, right. I, I think I, I don't know the owners, but I got to meet George Steinbrenner once, mm -hmm. and, I'll, and I know a lot of Yankee fans that want to hear us. I got to walk in his... Is that, is that Mike all right for you? Is yeah, it? I'm sorry, man. I'm no, sorry. no, is it, is it rolling on you? Oh, yeah, it is. It's rolling a little bit. <laughs> Going a little limp over here. Let me just fix this thing so you don't have to hold it for the rest of the time. Sorry about that. Hold tight, guys. Am I eating too? Am I, am I pissing uh, callers off too? Like, I don't no, want to. Okay. No, there's somebody on the line, so nobody else is calling. We're good, you're unless fine. you're okay, in a okay. rush to get back in traffic. I'm in a rush to go nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> what I learned was um, we were doing a fantasy so, not a fancy. We were doing a celebrity softball game many years ago. And the game got canceled. It was the Red Sox against the Yankees. And Steinbrenner didn't want us on the field. Fine, good. I didn't mind playing because I had uh, Matthew Broderick in right field. And I, didn't, I don't trust him as a ball player. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ben Stiller's there. Uh, great actors, great comedians. Uh, I don't want them swinging about on my team. Um, with that said... <laughs> George Steinbrenner was a big fan of me from SNL and Bob Saget. He invited us, the two of us, into his room. 
into his private suite. Uh-huh. Walked into the suite, and I will never forget. First walked in, there was this big glove. He he came up to me, and all over the suite, he, he went to Thurman Munson, and he's going, he told me the story of Thurman Munson. He started crying. He's crying about Thurman Munson. Then he goes, he, Billy Martin, and he's pointing at Billy Martin. He's telling me stories about Billy and his family, and he still tries to help his family. He had a problem with drinking and this and that. Then he goes to another picture of Jeter, and he starts pointing to Jeter, and it's a picture of his father, and he's, and he's talking about how much you can feel the love and passion from this guy. And it really hurt me. And then the funny part was uh, he wanted me to take a picture with a Yankee hat, and I wouldn't do it. Really? I swear to God. That's great. That's uh, great to hear. Mayor Giuliani saved me, to be honest with you. He's saving. But. You know, it's funny. We talked about this last week. There's a local fighter, MMA guy from Islip, and uh, he was out in Wrigley last week. And uh, there was a he's not, in M- he's not in the UFC. He's in something else like PFL. So he's in Chicago, throws out the first pitch as a representative for this professional fighting league. They want him to wear a Cubs hat throwing out the first pitch. I think you usually got to wear a jersey uh, from the team. And he said, no. He's a Mets fan. He's like, I'm not wearing it. So he wore like his his own. He has a brand, Long Island Strong, or something like that. It's the same same deal. Oh wow! But usually, when you throw out the first pitch, you gotta usually rock the team's colors. But you gotta rock it a little bit. He yeah. didn't do it. None of it. Good for him. So yeah, that's good for you too. But I I don't know. I I've met. So basically, bottom line is what you're saying is Steinbrenner. You felt the love that he loved his team and loved I've, his players. I've never. Maybe they're not big talkers. I don't ever get that out of them. I really don't. Well, I don't talk to the press too much. They don't talk to the press. Like, just, I don't, as a Met fan, and I think they know, I just don't, I don't buy them. I just buy them as a bank. Well, I think that they should definitely, I think all owners of a business should talk to, the, to their customers, you know, and that's. I'm your customer. I don't want to show up anymore. I'm one of your biggest fans. I don't trust you anymore, and I don't want to come to your establishment, which is unfair to your fan, uh, to, unfair to the ball players. but at the end of the day, I don't trust you. you know, I don't believe you. I was thinking about last night or even a, a television show or movies or whatever. It's entertainment. Baseball is supposed to be entertainment. If you hear a movie sucks or a t- TV show sucks, you're not going to watch it. No way. So if you know that, that Mets suck, you're probably not going to go to a baseball game. So what? as an owner, like let's say, let's say the seven-line army, you know, knock on wood in however many years, if it's not as fun as it is and we don't sell out like this anymore, and we go to games, I'm like, man, people aren't coming around anymore. I'm almost positive that I would probably react in a different way and say, guys – we know the Mets aren't playing great right now, but come on out, have a fun time, whatever. Like, be honest. And, you know, I, I think that going as an owner, even of, as the franchise, the Wilpons, whatever, or Sal Katz, whoever wants to talk, go out there and speak and say something. Maybe you'll get less people with pitchforks That's right. if you're just a little honest. That's right. And if anything, I think establishes like the seven-line army, um, and hopefully I can, we spark we got to spark fun and humor. If we're going to go to a game, this has got to be, you know, back in the day when the Mets were horrifying, we would laugh and go, all right, who wants the over-under on 10 strike? We got 10 strikeouts. This guy's going 0 for 4. <laughs> and then he'd strike out. Yeah, 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 three more bets. Three more bets. And we'd started, we would laugh. It was like it was a painful laugh, but I think that's the stage where the Mets are at right now. Because how else are we going to get through anything if we don't laugh at it? If we don't, well, try listen, and like- you know, no matter what, ninety percent chance they're losing, and ninety percent chance if they're winning, 
they're going to break your heart before the game's over. Yeah. Well, you know what it is, too? Like, Who I, is I, that? I'll, I'll never be the guy that boycotts a team. Like, I've grown up going to games. The reason I'm a Mets fan is because of my family. My, my grandfather worked at yeah, Shea growing up. Man. And I'm not going to punish myself no. of fun because guess what? If the team blows right now, which they do, in November, December, when I'm shoveling my drive, I'm like, fuck, I really wish I was at a baseball game right now, even if they're getting blown out. I I'd agree. love to be sitting in the stands drinking a beer with my boys yes. and girls. You know, it'd, yes. be, it'd be a fun time. But, you know, I, we're going to Toronto in a few days. And, you know, not to completely just change the subject here, but you you were there in, in San Diego in 2015 for the Bartolo Colon home run. You were also in D.C. with us. You rode the bus with the Maniacs. St. Louis. <laughs> True. And um, where else were you? you? You did four outings with us so far. And Baltimore. Baltimore was your first. Baltimore was amazing. So you rode the bus with us twice then? We d- Yes, I did. You know what's funny? I saw a Met security guard the other day. I was at the, the ballpark last Friday for something, and he joined us at the second bus trip that you took down to D.C. <laughs> and he's this guy is also coming on in September. We're going down se- September 22nd. He's like, are we going to stop on that rest stop again and pick up Jim Brewer? <laughs> he's like... He's like, I live in Jersey too. You didn't pick me up, and I'm like, well, you're not really Jim Brewer, you know. I gotta, you know, you, you lived like a b- mile from the from That's the rest right. stop, and I'm like, That's we right. can make a special stop for you and your boy. <laughs> that was awesome. And the second you got on the bus, do you remember what happened? Uh, the second you walked in, fireball shot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my Somebody god! Somebody had a bottle yes. of fireball, and you're like. Eh, fuck it. <laughs> you guys were nuts. You guys were nuts. Well, the bus is sometimes more fun than the game. It was more fun. The game. You know, we have cooler races. The driver. The cooler races are the nuts. driver is like. I, they have the little mirror there. Yeah, they don't even want to know what's going on. No, they, they never don't. look back. No. It's not like in the school bus when you get shut yeah. up back there. It's like we're we wear helmets yeah. and run back and forth, timing ourselves how quickly we get to the back and drink a beer. And the bus driver does not give a fuck. We've no. never ever have been told to stop ever. <laughs> it's never the, loud music, screaming, singing, drinking. I feel bad for those guys. That the, by, by the time we get to where we're going, I'm like. You need a nap, man. You just had to deal with us for four hours, you know? I'm sure they've dealt with worse. Probably. You got to join us again, though, dude. I will. I like that. uh, You already did you do Boston? Boston is uh, September 15th. We have 1,600 tickets. It's the biggest one we've ever done. Are you working that day? Uh, September what? 15th, I think. Mm, it's a Saturday? I think yeah. it's a Metallica tour. Oh, that's, that's a little bigger. <laughs> well. I think it's Metallica. I start Metallica in Wisconsin in September. If you ever got a plus one on one of those things, I'll fly out. I would love to, to uh, Whatever. ride your coattails for Listen, a day. I'll tell you right now, there's two just don't think about it. Vegas and Philadelphia. Where would I rather go? No, no, I've I'm been saying. to Vegas. No, no, no. Oh, that wasn't an invite. <laughs> yeah, the, those are the those are the two. Don't even think about it. Uh-huh. I have a line from here. I already got dude. There's forty yeah, yeah, of yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh no, yeah, yeah. no, <laughs> I can't walk. No, I don't even know what my stature is. You pick if you're able to pick one of those obscure whatever. Sure, it's gonna be an awesome. I I'll I, make it work. I'll have a Lammy. My first Metallica show. Stage, hang out backstage, or walk around. And That'd meet be the boys. I just invited. I just totally put you on the spot there. So. Oh, I have no problem with it. <laughs> After we turn this off, though, you can tell me to go screw myself. No, 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 no. I'm being honest. In '99, I was at the Symphony at uh, MSG. S and M show. Yeah, yeah. It was my first time seeing them, and it was a little weird as a first experience because I'm listening to Kill 'Em All when you know, and, and yeah. when I'm. 13, 14, and I go see them at the symphony, and the symphony was so loud where it almost took away from them. Oh. But um, it was great, and then I ended up seeing them at uh, the, what was the Big Four? Yankee Stadium? Big Four, Yankee Stadium. I saw Stadium. them there. That was cool, but uh, yeah, it'd be great. 
Um, you just let me we know. We haven't had a day where we like blast Metallica all day. We used, we to, used to in the old warehouse. Yeah, we used to because our neighbors were so close, and this lady's next door like stitching, like an old lady doing like knitting of like a scarf, and we're like crank it up right I there. You know, Darren's really Metallica. good at the air guitar. Not that good. <laughs> I tell you what, if you're that good, if you're that good, <laughs> what's your song by them? Uh, you only allowed one song. Uh, when no one's home, all right. I like ride the lightning or yeah, something. Yeah, I was like just that. about to say ride the lightning <laughs> for sure. Dude, I will do everything I can to get you on the stage. <laughs> we'll play ride the lightning and you air guitar the snot out of that sucker. I'll have a strobe light on you and everything. <laughs> that would be incredible. Oh my let's, god! <laughs> let's pick the city and we'll do it. Let's do it because that's some of the stuff that I'm doing on the tour. I think I'm turning red right now. I th- you probably are. No, that one of the events I want is like if <laughs> if you think you can air guitar, air drum, air whatever. I'm gonna bring you on stage, and then we're gonna we're gonna play would the song. You, would That's you actually pre- shit yourself if that ever happened? Well, I'd make sure I, I was cleaned out before <laughs> I got up God. there. <laughs> and then the crowd. Now the crowd's gonna judge you. Yeah, that's cool. And then you know, and then from there. And we can go backstage Fuck and hang yeah. out. That'd be fun. That'd absolutely be fun. So while while we're talking about shows, though, uh, August yes. 18th. Well, yeah. Listen, it's the, it's the seventh show of your residency at the Paramount. Yeah. Paramount. You've done five so far. You have another one in July. I don't know if that one's sold out yet, but the other ones leading up to it are all sold out. So um, how did the Paramount come about? Paramount come about? And uh, do you have a set amount of shows, or is it just like you're just going to keep them coming out? We're going to keep them... Co- Listen, I, the last thing I expected was to be in going into August selling shows. Yeah. I, I was. I had migraine head. This was this stressed me out. Um, HC was like, you know, you sold this place out a bunch. Why keep going back there? Let's make a bit... Let's do a residency and see how long it's it lasts. It's a great venue, too. Oh, I love that venue. Oh, my God. It's amazing. And then I saw you guys, and you had that... Big oh, let me pull freaking that up. banner! Yes. There it is. <laughs> now I've been, I've been, and I will say my uh, my past uh, agent, great guy Matt. Me and Matt would always go. I go, Matt. I want to. This sounds crazy. I want to tour with them. So wherever they go, I want to. Pl- I want to tour with them. This way, get Met fans at the shows, and and then I play in the town, and we go to Met game. Like what? A, what a way to live. The San what Diego a, one was great. Oh, my God. We saw out. Bartolo hit the... Your yeah. opener, it was the night before. The night before oh. was the show. And you were like acting like, you know, you're pretending you were him, stick your belly out, whatever. And you, I think your opening line when you walked out was, who would have thought thousands of miles from New York, New Yorkers are still scaring people out here in California? Because <laughs> it just, you know, the whole, the whole crowd was... It was no, not the whole, but a lot of huge. the crowd was us. I'm going to say it was at least three... It was one... Third or one great. fourth of get that the chance and all that. It was great. And I will, I will tell you this. I'm going to admit to you now because you were like, hey, man, we're sitting up there. Here's a ticket, blah, blah, blah. I had my daughter with me and her friend. We got r- ridiculous seats, right? So I said, let uh, the daughter is like, let, let's go over there. We're part of the club. We're sitting in San Diego. Swear to God. And we got killer seats. We're right behind the dugout, and we're watching the game, and we keep looking, and you guys are on fire, ah, doing all the chants. <laughs> ah, ah. And I just looked at my daughter, and she looked at me. I said, you want to go up there? She went, yeah, let's get out of here. Let's go up there. Your we, daughter we're like, yeah, is awesome. This I'm like, yeah, this sucks down <laughs> here. This sucks. And we were up there, and what, two innings later, Bartolo hit the homer. God, it was amazing. Did you hear the story about the guy that got the tattoo after that? 
No. We're in McFadden's prior when we before we did that parade over from the bar to the ballpark, and I meet three guys sitting at the bar, and he goes, my boy over here is going to get a Bartolo Colon tattoo if he ever hits a home run. This was before the game. So that game was the Bartolo Colon home run. The guy got the tattoo the next day. Get it didn't come out that great. He was a little disappointed in the results <laughs> afterwards. It looked like shit. But it was everywhere. <laughs> it was everywhere. Every news outlet for sports terrible. covered it. This guy got his tattoo. It's a half sleeve. It wasn't like a little Bartolo. It was a, a, a portrait of him with his helmet falling off. <laughs> and it said, like, the date and the seven-line army on it. It was great. She had a scale breaking. <laughs> but imagine the odds of that. Like an That's hour before, the guy goes, I'm going to get a, a tattoo if he hits a home run. He hits a home run. That's bizarre. He probably had a couple in him. I will get a tattoo <laughs> if Bartolo Colon is all going to get it right here in my face. <laughs> <laughs> imagine. You got to do it then. If you if you, you got to own up. That's it. I have a, a story about some tat, uh, questionable tattoo story, but we'll save that for afterwards. But uh, my yes. best man was about to pull his pants down at my wedding to show his. But anyway, let's play this little video because you, you cut together something to promote the show and yeah. the specials that you got going on with us. As you may or may not know, I have a residency at the Paramount Huntington, New York. Now, my seventh show is August 18th, Saturday, August 18th. So what can I do for the seventh show? Ah. The Seven Line Army. You go to sevenline.com. The number seven, line.com. You can get special meet and greet after the show with the whole Seven Line crew that's coming. We're gonna do shows over, we're gonna crush it. Also, we're gonna have uh, certain sections just for the Seven Line Army and special drinks. That night, August 18th, Saturday, my seventh show at the Paramount and the Seven Line Army. This is my gift to you. We'll see you that night. We're gonna need it, because the Mets are awful. And the only thing that heals pain is laughter. So let's laugh together. God, man, the Mets suck. I love it. So I actually spoke to the guys today at the Paramount. They said that there is about, like, I don't know, 100 tickets left? Jeez. At, out of what you guys put to the side for I our crew? I think we put at least 300 aside. Well, I think there's 100 left. So if you guys are watching this now, I know a lot of the crew that's actually dedicated, you know, they're dedicated to coming to like whatever we're putting on. They said that they didn't purchase yet. So if they're dragging their ass, they should probably go Hurry get it up. Now. You know what I started <laughs> thinking about, too? Um, maybe, and I'll talk with like management and stuff, maybe when we roll in, I have screens. You can put up like seven-line photos or whatever. If you don't think it I takes away words. from the rest of the crowd, we don't want it to make it because I know that that place holds what a thousand. Uh, yeah, like thousand twelve hundred. So like if two thirds yeah. of the crew is just you know average Joe's, like what the hell is this with the baseball stuff? I mean, it's up to you. It's your show. Yeah, whatever it's you, your show. I'm not worried about it. Whatever you want to do, I'm I'll, not worried I, about. But it. do you want the banner? Do you want us to bring the banner? Yeah, we gotta we gotta get it up there prior though. Maybe you could do something with it, hang it up or something. Yeah, that would be sick. That'd be really cool. That'd be absolutely sick. So if you want tickets, head over to the sevenline.com. There's a special link and a special promo code. The code is just seven, all capital letters, seven. And the link to purchase is on the sevenline.com. There's a banner on the top that brings you directly to the blog post with all the information. I think the least expensive ticket to get in is 37 bucks. That's Who cares? Let's go. Is the, what do they call that? The uh, Sky Bar, I think. But there's a few different price points there. So if you want to join us, uh, we'd love to hang out with you. Because your show is, and you know, I actually wrote a note here earlier. I think we talked about it last time I had you on the show last year. Um, 
it's very relatable for a guy like me who is now married and a kid, but you don't need to be a family man to enjoy the set because a lot of it is just real life stuff. It's yeah. not like it's I, not I, Disney, I, but it's also not like what, what's the right word? Last year you said to me, like uh, some people were ner- like uh, on a date. A girl might be nervous because they think it's a little too raw, and you're not you're not raw like that. Like no. you never had to really go the route of being like a raunchy comic. No, no, no. Some people love that. Did you ever get pressured? Like you know, I gotta start doing different bits or skits or whatever that were a little bit more edgy or raw as far as the language is concerned. Because no. you don't like it's Langu- you Langu- rarely you don't the curse, language really. don't bother me. You know, when I started doing these shows um, in Jersey, in New Brunswick, and um, I've been doing two hours. Every Tuesday, completely different shows, taking huge chances. I mean, we go we go far and wide, but I'm developing this whole uh, off-Broadway thing. And that's, I, I never, no, as long as I stay relatable, I don't have to. And I never, I always had a deep respect for women and, and just people in general. So I don't, I don't feel the need to go extremely dark. And I don't go politics at all. So, yeah. Smart. Well, I, I think just, with, it's not. Uh, you could tell when there's where you know uh, uh, anyone in general that is, you don't need to curse just for the sake of curse. If it, I curse, I enjoy. All, I curse like a truck. But even here, like state. I don't purposely say f and shit, whatever. Right. But if it happens, it happens. But if it's. It happens, but I, you can always tell the phonies that do it. Like they're going the extra mile, right. Because they think that the crowd needs that, and you don't need that. No, like, no, no, no. And it's no. great. I, I learned from a guy like Brian Regan, uh, this comedian Brian Regan, and. Um, and I really for I watched myself on the internet years ago, and I couldn't believe how many times I just ended with a yeah, you know, it's fucking and just shit and fuck, you know, it's fucking really like that's like come on, you did man. that, you're yeah, like come, oh, I curse like crazy. Well, that's what I was asking. Did you ever? So you've you've changed it since you've become yeah, since pretty much more mature, mature. Two thousand six, two thousand seven, when my kids started watching the internet, and I realized. Oh my god! I could be so much better than that. Right, right. Why, why, why not write something or put something there? And then there was radio when I used to do. Um, I would listen to Stern and then Opie and Anthony, and they'd always elude or paint the picture for you. And to me, that's way more entertaining and mm-hmm. funny than actually well, saying it. Well, when Stern was it. on K Rock, yeah, that's what I mean. When he, curse, on, yeah. when he was on K Rock. <laughs> mm-hmm. You knew what he was talking. It was like being in church, and you can't laugh, and you know you want to fart or something like that. Like, oh God, whatever. So uh, I like that method of of doing comedy. I mean, you've done so much. I mean, you've been on Stern. I, I was actually looking at something yesterday. I don't even know how it came up, but I was looking at something. You're on Conan. You're on everything. So yeah. is there a, a point in your career, whether it's comedic, musically, whatever, where it was like a moment that hit you? Like shit. Like wow. Like I'm. This is going on right now. Is it was ever like? The, do you remember the first moment that hit you where it's like shit? This is really happening right now. Um, you know, when I was a kid. Sorry to put you on the spot. There. No, no, no. When I was a kid, and I always fear saying this because I feel like, oh god, I'm gonna be dead now. Um, <laughs> I remember being in in Valley Stream in my friend Phil's yard, and we're just about to ready to get the big wiffle ball tournament on, and. I said, when I get older, I'm totally going to be a star, and I'm going to work with, and at that time, it was late late 70s, early 80s, so I'm going to work with the best actors, Pesci, De Niro, I'm going to be hanging out with the Mets, Um, I'm going to hang out with my favorite rock bands, and I think 
not until I was long done with SNL. I was like, oh, my God. I worked with Pesci, De Niro. I know. I, I, I've hung with Ozzy and the mayor and, and huge politics guys and the biggest rock stars. I partied with them in my back. And, and I, it's just not the way I imagine. I imagine I'm like, I'm going to have $50 million. I've been in a, a huge cult movie. That yeah, people yeah. still go, that was one of the greatest. Uh, that was my favorite. Uh. Now, am I a movie star? No. Am I an A-lister? No. But I have that stamp. It's like SNL. I may not have been the most popular guy, but like, that's the guy. You're the goat. I got the, the tattoo right there. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like I have become the Forrest Gump of comedy. All the way up until uh, a couple months, March, I go see Billy Joel. I uh, brought my daughter for her 16th birthday, and um, I get her tickets, and we show up. And my agent's like, hey, man, show up to the store. I go through the door. Hey, you want to meet Billy? Oh, my God. Yeah, I meet Billy. Talking to Billy. Hey, I heard you like uh, ACDC. I'm like, oh, yeah, my God, I love them, and I know them, and I start imitating them. He goes, you want to do it? Yeah. He goes, you want to do it tonight? I went, like, what, what, are you, what are you talking about? It's that MSG, right? Yeah. And then. I said, no, nah, I, don't, I, don't I, I don't think I know all the lyrics. And then it was over. And then I'm in the next room, and this guitar player comes who I've known from Long Island. He's like, bro, are you going to ACDC tonight? We got mine. Don't worry about the word. I said, no, Billy. He's like, I'll tell Billy you're doing it. And then I'm singing an <laughs> ACDC song at a sold-out Billy Joel concert. <laughs> And when I left, I'm like, what? And, you know, the next day I'm taking out the trash and my kids are yelling at me. <laughs> come on, we're going to go to school. What are we waiting for, Dad? God, gee, come on, man. We're going to stop and get Starbucks or something. And, like, it's just, I, it's bizarre. It's really bizarre. I don't know how to explain it. I always have gone out of my way to be that Long Island kid that kept his feet on that Long Island front lawn street. And still able to enjoy everything going around me and then come home and go, you're not going to believe what happened, rather than get caught up in it. Even to the point where. That's amazing. Even to the point where when I saw Metallica open for Ozzy in 1986 at the Coliseum, if you told me now, like, yeah, I'm touring and they want me to create a whole opening concept uh, gig for. Like, what? <laughs> your Ozzy story, I mean, we're not going to say it now because I think it's still part of your routine. Do you call it a routine? What do you, yeah, I guess it's a routine. So, or is it part, an act? part of your oh, I don't care. I don't even do it anymore. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, well, I awesome. change every show. Well, that that Ozzy one, if it, we won't tell it all now, but the Ozzy one with the plane and and uh, the jingling and <laughs> that is incredible. That that was like you know that probably would have been a, a, a holy shit moment. Yes, I mean, who gets to fly in a private plane with Ozzy <laughs> by accident? Yeah. It's just there's so many. But I'm the Forrest Gump of stand up. It's weird. It's just weird. You know, even right down to, you know, what really hit with me, Met fans, was making those videos. The, do you still do it as often? Mm, I know you did one a couple nights really. ago. You, I, I, we, where were you? You did a show a couple nights ago? It was when they won. You were with a crew. I think yes. you were at a comedy club. Yes, yeah, so I was at a comedy club. It was ending. They're like, don't look. They're winning. Oh, my God. They just won. Yeah. Uh, I did it then. The one before that was the Yankees won. When they beat the Yankees, and I was in my yard, I couldn't wait to do it if they won. I'm like, please don't blow the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was in my yard in the woods with a spotlight, going, "I think I just saw a Bigfoot." <laughs> 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 um, but that all 
was they wanted me to do social media. You guys do social. I said, I don't want to. I don't know how. Like, no, 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 you got to do something. You pat, you know. And then someone convinced me to try it. And my wife had cancer and she was going through chemo and um, she was all tired and just came back from her thing. And she's watching me watch game one opening day, right? Bartola Cologne versus Max Serzer. And I was so pissed at the national sign Max Serzer. And we got Bartolo. <laughs> That's our big ace on the mound. And he went toe to toe. We won the game, and I watched it like a lo- like a lunatic, the way I always do. And she, I, I'll never forget, with her gray skin, no hair, and she started giggling. I'm like, "What are you laughing at?" She went, "This is what you should be making videos of. You watching the Mecca?" She's like, "Don't be Hollywood. Just right, be, right, yourself. Right. be yourself." And I, I went, "Oh my god." And then that was the beginning of it. And I did every single game. And she said, you got to do every game. I'm not doing every game. (laughs) You know how insane that is? Maybe she didn't know it was every day almost. Right. And what she didn't realize, I mean, the only reason I was able to do every game is because she was going through chemo. And I did everything I can to stay home as much as possible. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. being home for that stretch was. And that's how the video started. And then, boom, I'm the Met video guy. You know, you get some guy, your career sucks. That's why you're doing it because you're a zero. It's everything that's happened to me is just it's weird and bizarre. But it's crazy to like not crazy, but in a time you were home, you were just saying. But when you're on the road, I think it's got to be tough to stay as locked in to the team when you're in wherever you are. Time change. You're on you're on stage. You can't be watching the game. Well, I got my iPad in 2015. I would do it from the stage. Live. Always live. During the show. Yeah, Facebook you live. You would tell the crowd, sorry, guys. I would tell them. Well, they probably know if they follow Oh, they you. knew by then. They knew by then. Last year, um, by July, it was over because no one watches the How many times can you say we lost again? So I have to find. My wife says I should do a daily vent video. But even that, like people. We were talking about How this. How far can you go? Earlier with like a Callaway or a Terry Collins or whoever that talks to the press every day. I mean, it's, that's their job. Right. This isn't your job to do Mets so whatever. I'm not, I'm not getting so, paid for this. So if, gonna, if, you know what I mean? if Mickey's sitting there and he's answering the same freaking question about losing again, how many, how many ways I mean, can just, you spin that? So as I get it. You, as you may know, you get what the, mo- the people that I don't like the most are the, are the Met fans that think they're the um, generals and the sergeants of – what is a Met fan? Yeah, yeah, go, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I'll make a. I made a, a Met video the other night to like, you have no right making a Met <laughs> video since you stopped for at least seven. <laughs> Shut up. Well, I don't like when people compare fandom. You know, everyone's got difference of what they what a, being a fan is to you. So yeah. since people, you know what, you might not know this, but the Seven Line Army gets shit on the internet from people who think. That we have ever said we are better fans than you. Right. I don't think we're better. I think we just want to have fun. So if we go to a game and our brand of standing up and cheering and chanting and doing our thing isn't for you, then don't do it. But I don't think you're a worse fan because of it. Right. But the internet is the worst. It's the worst. And you got to be able to turn. Yeah, you, you have to have thick skin. Number one. Yes. And you got to be able to turn off the trolls and be like, well, this guy with the egg as his profile uh, photo probably isn't really gonna. You know, sway anyone else's decision but his own. So who cares? I and I, and I ousted him. I ousted one this year. 
I, I think I saw that at the oh, end of the yeah. season. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> like once you start getting personal and saying stuff, and I, I always give them one chance to be nice. I go, hey man, I, I'm not. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just living my life. But and then you keep coming at me. Well, now I'm gonna. And I think that guy was an actual real. Per- it wasn't a he troll was a account. Fan. And but it was a. He had his name and his face there yes. too. Yes. A lot of times, like the people who talk shit to us. Yeah. Some They're sp- random loser. But when losers. You, on a different note, when are you going to? Tr- have you been in Toronto? We're going, going to on Toronto Tuesday. You're going this Tuesday. We have extra tickets. You want to come? <gasps> Nothing says. You know, that's where we filmed Half Fake, the whole movie. Really? In Toronto. Nothing says, let's go for America, 4th of July, like going to Canada. <laughs> oh, shoot. It's 4th of July. <laughs> so you're off, so you should come. Well, no. He probably has plans. What are you doing? People have plans on well, 4th of July. I was having people in my house, but if my, if my yard's not done... It's not. I'll done. be heading Toronto get a street no. dog. <laughs> what, what's a street dog? Just oh like dirty water dog? Yeah, no, they grill them on the street, like the like the like the pretzels here. Yes, really? Yes. No way. At least back when I, we were filming half baked. Street. So dog. let's talk about Toronto for a second because we got the pre- we actually skipped guys that are watching at home. Everything that's on this page, we didn't talk about. Yeah, we didn't talk. No, about which is that. fine because I, I think the the natural convo is way better anyway. Yeah. But. Um, Next person to get through will play What's in the Box. It's our weekly game show here. You're going to help me with that, Jim, when someone calls. So next person to Ooh. call, 631-388-5195. You get, you get to play What's in the Box. But let's, let's talk a little bit about the pregame. Um, could you believe how hard it was for me to find a bar that wanted to get all this money on a random Wednesday? <laughs> for, us, for us, it's 4th of July. For them, it's Wednesday. How... That's How right. many bars have 650 thirsty drinkers coming to you on a Wednesday in the afternoon in Toronto? But it, it was weird. I called them. Maybe it's because we're from America. I have no idea. But it Is was it a day game. It's a night game. Nice so game. they're not going to be. We're going to show up at three o'clock and drink our faces off and go to the game. You know, responsibly, of course, yeah. and then go to the game. But how could you be like, eh, we can't do drink specials here? Like what? Can't do drink really? specials? Yeah. So anyway, we ended up working it out. With this place called Dublin Calling in Toronto, Ooh. it is you know probably a play on London Calling. What is that? The Cure? Yeah, London Calling. London calling. Um, so it uh, it is a place like called the Clash. The Clash, maybe. Yeah. Um, Dublin Calling, two fifty Adeline Street West. The doors open at eleven a.m. If you want to get there extra early, but we're probably going to get there around three. The specials run from four to six. We're probably going to leave around six ten-ish to walk over to the ballpark. $4.75 draft beers, which actually works out to be like 3 bucks U.S., I think. Wow. And uh, $4.75 rack mixed drinks. That's the shirt. So if you are going, wear the shirt. Meet us there. And the place isn't gigantic, but we have 650 tickets to the game. So the wow. way it usually works is out of 650, maybe 400 will go to the pregame. If it hits capacity, they own the bar directly next door. It's the only country bar in Toronto, and they have a uh, mechanical bull. Oh, So wow. what we might want to do ugly. is tie one on a Dublin calling, <laughs> go next door, ride the bull, and then walk our asses over to uh, Rogers Center. Have you ever been up there? I have been to... Um, I'm sure you've been to Toronto, but have you been to the game? I have been to a Blue Jays game, and it's uh, many years ago. I like it up there. The people in Canada are really nice. Toronto, they're super, super nice. Um, you guys, you guys are gonna have a really good time up there. It's, it's gonna a be great fun. city to walk around. Uh, and like I said, if you're a half baked fan, you can see where where the horse was killed. <laughs> it was actually on a street corner up there at his pizza place. I forgot what the main was road that 96, was. Was that 96, 98? 97. We filmed it in 98. It came out. I graduated high school in 98. Yeah. And I wasn't a big weed guy. I smoked maybe 
five times, right. you know, right. when and during that span. Uh, but my buddies were heavy into smoking weed, and yeah. they'd watch it every day. I know. Every day. I know. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> um, speaking of that, though, I think you did actually, it's part of your... Your skit and Lizzie brought it up before that it was it at the the airport or something happened where people think that you you guys are always stoned or you're I'm always high stoned, all the time, right? And and do you get uh, today? Be when I got here, I went to um, Subway up the street, up the street, and get my bag of chips. And she went, "Oh, you got the munchies." She went, "Oh, you hungry?" <laughs> I went, "No, no, no." She went, "You look so tired." And I went, "No, no, no." I. I don't know why I'm giving her an Asian accent. Yeah, well, I was going <laughs> to say. She's clearly <laughs> not Asian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe she was. <laughs> she was not. <laughs> I can assure you that. Um, although she was cute and she, I was like, oh, well, I had a little crush when I left. But um, <laughs> she thought I was high and or ready for bed. But that's my look. I mean... Unfortunately, my daughter has this look, too. <laughs> yeah, zapped all the time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's go get to the phones. But before that, I got to do my little my do little read think? here. I got to read. Can you believe do that? Yeah. I actually have to read something. And last week, I think Swear I screwed it up. At. You surely did. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, it's time to play What's in the Box Presented by our friends at Clear. We do this every week. And beating the lines at both the airport and the ballpark have never been easier with Clear, who is now partnered with nine. I'm in Clear. Are you? It's I, awesome. I just got it. It's freaking amazing. You go. They, they scan your eyes, your fingers, and, you, and they walk. They escort you right to the front of security you, line. You cut the TSA line. You cut the TSA. So all the people on the TSA line are like, I'm on TSA. Well, guess what? You go to clear, and I, I swear to God, it's the coolest thing I ever did. And, and now I want even, all my kids to do it. And you're not even being paid to say this. You no, just, I'm it's not. The truth. And it cost me, I just <laughs> got the email because the first month was free. And then they're like, hey, if you want to well, continue. Well, with us, we get three months free. You get three months free? Yeah. Oh, shoot. What's the code? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing that. Why am I going to start paying next month? That's ridiculous. <laughs> All right, guys. So, um, yeah, you should definitely sign with us. So, beating the lines at both the ballpark and the airport have never been easier with Clear, who is now partnered with nine MLB teams, including our Mets. Uh, you're going to want to breeze right through security, especially on big day, big days at City Field when they got a giveaway. And there's no faster way to do that than to sign up with the Clear Ballpark membership. Plus, make air travel frictionless and hassle-free by using the promo code 7LINEARMY and receive three months of your airport membership for free. Sign up today and use the promo code 7LINEARMY at clearme.com. I'm not kidding. <laughs> that was the greatest. I went, I, I feel like it was a scam. Because she just was like, she walked me to the front, and I felt like they were in on it together. So I go, I got a clear, I have a clear guy right here, and I just, and I looked at everyone like, sorry, <laughs> sorry, you just waited an hour. I uh, almost felt bad the first time it happened. Me too, because I was like, I don't want these people to think I'm like got my nose in the air, I'm bougie over here, cutting everyone. But the next time we did it, they didn't escort us to the front. I was like. What do you mean they didn't escort you? I, Kelly, we were we were in Phoenix, and I'm like, they didn't bring us to the front? 
I'm like, last time they did. Well, where'd they bring you? Just like, kind of like, just we got to go past like one of the lines, but not to the front. <laughs> oh, I felt like Hold I got, on a second. I got I'm scammed. canceling my prescription. <laughs> 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 All right, so we got Herman from Connecticut. What's up, Herman? Herman, hope you didn't hang up. Oh, no. Herman, I hope you're like, there he is. Herman. Herman, I hope you're no way, really? 70. Oh, no. Did Herman hang up? He's so upset. Herman. All right, well, guess what? Next person that gets through, no, I we'll give play it What's Herman in the Box. Anyways. You know what? Well, someone's calling oh, right now. Wait. Let's just see who it is. Herman. I got it. It's Herman. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. He's so- up on me. Anyone <laughs> 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 right. you know you used your arm earlier and put the whole life in pause. I got everybody going crazy. Uh, Blaming the storm. Oh, <laughs> Sorry about that, Herman. What are you guys doing? Right, we're, we're just hanging out. How old is her? How, how old are you, Herman? Do you mind me asking? How old am I, bro? I'll tell you one thing. I'm closer to Jim. I think I'm older than Darren. Oh, well, I'm, Darren, I'm, I'm what gonna, are you? 39, 40? I'm 38. I'm going to be 38. I'm, I'm 60. I'm fat as hell. <laughs> I'm going to be 38 in November, so you got me by a year. Hey, there you go. See, man, you, you, know, you, you know who I am. I've seen you a couple of times. Absolutely. And you've I haven't you. met you, but you mentioned it. I bought the wife tickets to go see you. Now in August, so I'll see you there. All That's right. All, I can't wait to hang out. Definitely come to the tailgate party for sure. Yeah, we're kind of mad at you, man. We have to drive out eight, two, two, three hours from Connecticut to come see you because you never come into Connecticut. You go to Richfield, you go to Greenwich, you go to the casinos. Come to Hartford, man. What? See, now that was it. You just contradicted. Okay. There's nothing to do. Wait, is there no baseball no, he games said there? You never come to Connecticut. And then he rattled off three <laughs> cities that I've been to this year. Oh, you? Yeah. Yeah, you're always in yeah, Connecticut. You go to the, listen, you, listen, you, you gotta understand something. I'm a Winchester kid, but I, I live here now, so I know the difference. When you live, when you go to Granite, you go to Reading, and you go to the casinos, that's New York territory. Okay. You gotta come up north. <laughs> you got a we car? We got a lot of lonely <laughs> fans up here. You have any idea what it is to live in the middle of between Yankees and Boston, between the Patriots and this one? Being a Jets fan, it's crazy. Fair enough. Fair All right, enough. listen, Herman. We're gonna give we're gonna give you some free shit. All you gotta do is pick one, two, three, or four out of these boxes right, let me over here. Look at this live thing. One, two, three, or four. Yeah, give yeah. Me four. Four, four. Four. Is that four on no. top? No, no. The box is four. All right. So, Jim, if you can, if you could help us open that. You can probably pull the tape yeah, on the side. Yeah, pull the tape. I make it easy. Hey, you know what the funniest thing is also, real quick? Let's hear I'm it. I'm 15 minutes away from Wally Backman. I should go tell him to go take the job again. Listen, I- can I clear something up? Sure. <laughs> there are classic stories, classic stories of Wally Backman of the days he used to uh, be in Port St. Lucie. Uh-huh. He will <laughs> never be a Mets manager. I don't think he will either. I'm telling you right now. He will never, ever be a Mets manager or a professional manager because of unfortunate circumstances that just today's society is not going to go for. It's really yeah. that simple. As a great, a real question: Can yes. it get any worse? Can it get any worse? I mean, I'm watching this game last night, and I look at my wife and I say, "She loves Familia." Because she says she's a she, she, familiar looks like me and her best friend put together. <laughs> and I tell her, listen, this guy is a fucking, not a, I don't want to call him a bum, but he got no control. Which makes no sense because you got a, a, a manager that obviously knows what he's doing with the pitchers, looking at starting pitching, but how, what the hell happened to the bullpen? It's like he only works with those five guys and forgets about the rest. And then he's making Mickey Mouse moves all, all night. I love the guy, but he is New York. I'm sorry. He's not New York. He don't got the stamina. He don't got the, the attitude to be a New Yorker. And as Mets fans, we are 
a bunch that we are very emotional, for lack of a better term. Well, that's and this guy doesn't show nothing. I mean, it's not. He, I, I, I don't see an eye with him. I'm sorry. Well, that's understandable. We all feel your frustration. And I, your, your question was, can it get any worse? I mean, they're yeah. averaging one win a week, so how much worse can how it get? How much worse can it but, get? But, you know, None like month? we were talking about a little while ago, you're, you're in the East Coast, obviously. You're going to have to just be shoveling in a few months. So just enjoy it the most you can. And what else can you possibly hey, do? But listen, only, Herman. We're, only we're guaranteed a first draft pick. Herman, you get a free you get a free hat from us. Lizzie's got your address. We'll mail it out to you. I'm excited to cheer with you in August. Definitely come to the tailgate party. Right now, I will. Right now, the people that right, run buddy. that run SNY are like, oh my god, we're running out of classics to show. <laughs> Speaking of, there's a new show coming out on on uh, SNY. What is it called? It's called Prospects. Your kids probably know about this show that used to be called Next. It was like a bus full of prospects. That would go on a date. And if the date sucked, they'd go, next. And they'd have a next person show up. So it's filmed at City Field. And there's three guys, a girl, and they, they each sit with the girl for like three innings apiece. And then they, re- they go through guys, and at the end, someone gets to win. Oh, that's so kind of a cool concept. They're doing an episode. They're filming it, actually, uh, in a couple weeks from now. But it's all based around our crew. So the three guys that are going to be on the show sit with us. And then the girl, bless her heart, is going to have to go on dates with these three guys at a game. Oh, wow. And at the end of the game, select that guy as, like, the winner of the date. Oh, wow. So, that, you know, I guess the SMI is trying to find more contact than, like, oh, yeah, and beer money and Mets classics, yeah, whatever. I'm done with it. And stuff that, like, the younger demo is going to want to watch because people don't want to watch, like, Mets yearbook 1960-whatever again, you know? I went to the Mets in... 2012 and 13 and wanted to do a show for them. I said, you don't even have to you don't even have to pay me. I'll find money sponsorship and uh-huh. I'll create a fun like character driven awesome show for you. Uh-huh. And they were like, yeah. They pissed me off. Crazy. I was so mad. Well, listen, when we're when we are on the road, if you happen to be on the road whenever we're on the road, we should bring this shit with us and do Let's something. do that. Not not to take up more of your time. No, but, I like this. But when I, we're when we're know, away, hard is to get out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> if we happen to be we're on the a good road excuse, right? and you're on the road, we should sit down and do this together. Let's do that. So you got all I need is Wi-Fi, and we could do it. Toronto coming up. We're going to Miami, Boston. You're coming to that. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, your lawn's not ready. <laughs> we're going to Miami in August, which kind of sucks. I, I'm not a big fan of Miami. Ooh. And then uh, DC in September. And Boston in September, back to back weekends in September. But you know, with the way the Mets have been playing and are probably going to continue playing, that game in September in DC is going to be pretty depressing. Mm. But you know, last away game of the year, maybe kind of go out with a bang and have a good time. But what else can you possibly do? You know? Yeah. If you want to join us, but I might have to pop up somewhere and do something. We do. Hold on. What are you saying? Do you, do you still want to take phone calls? No, nah, we don't need callers. We're going to do the share contest, and then uh, I guess get out of here for the night. Anything else that we missed that we should no, maybe talk I, about? No, but I apologize to the callers because I feel like I ate up a lot of their time. Who cares? You know, I, I kind of – I them. I was saying to Lizzie <laughs> – <laughs> I was saying to Lizzie before – They're overrated. Before you got here, and I was like, I'm going to write down some stuff, and we might not even get to it, and we actually didn't really get to any of it, which is great. one thing. I kind of like that because how much – Depressing stuff. Can you talk about yeah. each week? Yeah, the Mets seriously won one game since our last show. That's true. Oh, what are we going to talk about? What are we going to talk about? So this is the future. Man. This is what we do, but this is way better. But we do have to come up with fun tactics to do at City Field and before the game, after game, where we can crack each other. What up. are you going to call it? 
I don't know. The, the I, dog days of Brewer? I don't know. It doesn't it <laughs> even have to involve me. Just as fans, let's do something fun. You know what I think we Whether should do? Whether it's wearing the bags, what? Just something. You know the games they have on the field for the kids? Yes. They have stolen base yes. challenge. Yes. Let's do that at a tailgate party and film it. That let's do it. You know what I mean? That's what I do. Let's do a like tailgate. Stolen base challenge. I'm hey, yes. Tommy. Stolen base challenge. Stol- I am in and I will motherfucking win. <laughs> let's do this. Dude, we used to play hey, Tommy. We hey. used to play stealing bases. You ever play yeah, stealing of bases? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, let's do shit like that. And film it. Yeah. yeah. And film it. I also want to do the bar stool toss. And you show clips of Familia fucking blowing it. <laughs> and then you see how far. Oh, Brewer tossed that one. 23 feet and it smashed in three different. Here comes here comes Warren. He's flowing from Milwaukee for this competition. He's tipping the scale at 450 soaking wet. <laughs> All right, guys. So one more time before we let you go. We have to do our share contest. Uh, Lizzie's going to pull up a name oh. on Facebook. If you haven't shared the show yet, go ahead and do so. If you haven't retweeted yet, you got about you know a minute or so until we decide. To share. What we're giving away tonight is uh, two gift cards for the Seven Lines website, and uh, we'll just send you that instantly. It's just an email thing. Uh, retweet right now. You got a couple seconds. But while I have you, before we turn this thing off for the night, don't forget, Jim's going to be at the Paramount. Uh, in July, but also on August 18th, a special discounted ticket just for our yeah. crew. Go to the7line.com, click the top where there's a banner. It brings you right to the page with a special link and a special discount code, which gets you into the event. And there's also going to be special exclusive drink specials just yes. for us. Like, we really need drink specials. Uh, I'm we a little sure scared did. about that show. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, it's a discounted ticket. There's three different price points. There's about 100 left. And the, uh, the, the password to get on the site and everything is there. So go to the7line.com and uh, I hope to hang out and have some laughs with you. So we are going to get to the share contest right now. Lizzie, if you're ready to do Facebook, I'll handle the Twitter here. Just let me know when you're ready. Tell me when to stop. Uh, Stop. Oh, an old friend, Ian Dropkin. All right, Ian. So Ian's going to get a uh, $20 gift card for the Seven Lines website, and then you can tell me to stop whenever you're ready. And stop. All right, we got Brendan underscore Welsh, which his whole bio just says Team DDP Yoga. That's all he wants to write in his bio. So Brendan won, <laughs> and who and uh, Ian won as well. So besides that, happy Fourth of July. You too, happy, buddy. Happy uh, Independence Day. We never cheers, and I know it's uh, it's not good luck to cheers in empty cups. So we'll save it for our next all show. Right. But and uh, I, I want to hear I want to hear about Toronto. I hope you guys Wait, have a you're great not time be up there. there. I maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Maybe, maybe not. But if not, I'm I'm looking forward to cheering with you. And seriously, like you spent a lot of time to come out here in the car. I appreciate you coming out. Thanks for having me. And uh, anytime we could do this again, sounds you know, good. I- I'm down. Sounds good. I'll see you at Metallica. Oh my god, I can't wait. <laughs> All right, guys, <laughs> let's go Mets. If you're only gonna Mets, if you're only gonna win one game next week, please let it be Wednesday. Please. Thank you. Thank you. See you guys. Bye. Metallica.